Hey friends, welcome to our digital space. On This Girl Life, we're trying to figure life out. And there's no better way to do that than with your best friend by your side. So join us each week as we bring on experts to help us navigate This Girl Life. All right, here are your hosts, Whitney and Kristen. We're back with episode 48. Guys, it feels like it's been forever since TGL's been together. I know it's only been two weeks, but it's like there's so much <laughs> that's happened. Um, welcome. I honestly feel like this is the longest, like the most has happened in the last two weeks than ever in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this episode should be called something related to quarantine because we're all quarantined right now. So um, welcome yeah, to our like- quarantined podcast. TGL, the quarantine edition. Hashtag quarantine. Hashtag social distancing. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Our podcast is always social distancing. We're ahead of the game because we We've have been to practicing record. it for a while. Yeah. We're pretty on top of it. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Welcome back. We know this is a, such a weird time. So we appreciate you guys tuning into TGL. Hopefully, you're just binge listening to TGL in your spare time now. I had some people write us um, because we took a two-week hiatus because um, I had a nurse practitioner situation, like course thing happen, which got canceled, by the way. I mean, it was... Hashtag Corona. Hashtag, thanks, Corona. (laughs) Um, I was already there. Flu. Anyways, whatever. I'm not going to get in there. not going to get into it. But so we had that. We had the coronavirus hit. It was spring break. So there's... We took a break. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It was just too many things to juggle at once. And to all of our guests that get canceled last week, guys, we're figuring this out too. Like, yeah. I hope you don't think we all have this all together either because no. it is like a, a minute by minute process. I know. I know. Maybe, I mean, let's just, I haven't even, how are you doing? I'm, <laughs> that's how I, like, I feel like, I was telling Adam, I feel like we're kind of just like keeping treading, ab- keeping our head above water because we're both working from home. Yeah. Quinn is 18 months and it's just a lot. It's honestly yeah. just a lot. Yeah. I feel like everyone right now is like feeling it, feeling it yeah. hard. And you know what's crazy though is like, I I don't think any, I like, did you ever imagine anything like this would ever happen? Like, no. would this ever have crossed your mind? It never would have no. crossed my mind. I don't know. I think the thing that I I was telling Adam, because it's just me and him. <laughs> Buddies. Like, it's so crazy to me that it's worldwide. Like, it's crazy to think that, like, my friend in London is quarantined. Yeah. Like, right? so many times it just happens, like, it's just Denver, or it's just Colorado, or it's just the U.S., or it's just North America. Like, to think that this crap is worldwide it's yeah. mind-blowing to me. I know. So at least, but it's nice because it's like we're all in it together. And now we all have to be, we yep. should be nicer to each other. So, yep. but. I hope you all are staying the F home. I know. I think one of the biggest things that's like pissed me off, this could be my name, but it's just seeing people out like partying still. Right. I, I just like don't understand. I don't know. And I, I want to clarify, it is not the millennials. I saw a thing oh. on Twitter and it was like, 
hey, hey, all you people yelling at us saying that it's millennials because you think anyone under the age of 40 is a millennial. The millennials are the ones home with their anxiety disorders trying to raise children. <laughs> it's the Gen Zers that you want that are like partying at Palm Beach. Like the 45 year olds? Really? No, the Gen Zers, the youngers. So like, oh, the like even year younger. Olds. I don't. Yeah. Oh, it's like the really young. Millennials cut off at like 28. So millennials are like 28 to 40 now. I think we need a podcast just talking about like labels of ages. But like those stupid kids you saw partying in Florida, those are Gen Zers. Those are like 20 year olds. Oh, yeah, yeah. That think they're like not susceptible. When millennials are the ones like yelling at their boomer parents, being like, hey, 65 year old dad, stay the F home. Stop playing. Right? Can we talk about that? <sighs> Sorry, mm-hmm. mom. Sorry, dad. I was like, listen, guys, mm-hmm. I know that you like are just mm-hmm. at the country club, but um, <laughs> you can't go out and golf. Like, you can't. I mean, this is, mm-hmm. they just don't get it. So. I was FaceTiming my dad the other day, yesterday, and he's like, I'm going to go hiking with some buddies. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> go walk around your backyard. Like, Take a hike what? in the backyard, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Get the F down. I know. This morning he went to three grocery stores. I'm like, what are we I doing? Know. You I don't need any more frozen meat. <laughs> Sit down. Tom. Oh, my gosh. Meanwhile, Adam and I got in the car and just drove around for 20 minutes today. Right. Just drove around. We didn't go anywhere. I can see that happening to us too coming up. But we, uh, yeah, this is just an interesting time. I think in the next year, it's going to be like, I think this is going to change a lot of things. So I think all of you can agree. I think this could change how we work in general. Like, I think a lot of works might be like, oh, wow we were productive working from home or like just even with schools, like how many people are going to be like, why am I not doing online school to begin with? I just think it's going to change a lot of things. And that meeting could have been an email. Right. And I obviously, this is like the huge thing, the quarantines, like the the baby boom that's going to happen, which is Mm -hmm. so true. Oh my gosh. Everyone's just doing it. I hope it's that and not divorcing. Okay, yeah. Let's hope for the let's hope for the first and not the latter. Yeah. No, but it's true. And I I I don't know, I saw a post that I just loved and it was like, let's remember this so that we rejoice in coffee with friends and strolling Target and full grocery stores and all these things that we took for granted so easily. Just like being able to get in your car and go to Starbucks mm-hmm. or like walking the grocery store aisle and being able to buy a toilet paper. Like Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I, know. I think it'll just bring, hopefully, for a while, it'll just bring this, like, new sense of just, like, thankfulness and gratefulness that we've missed out on. And, guys, um, Nurse Whitney here. I think everyone needed a tutorial on how to wash your hands again. Okay? Oh I God. swear. People, I, oh, it's <laughs> mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Um, I've been singing, um, well, a couple different songs, but it, my favorite one to sing is um, "Sorry, Miss Jackson." Woo-hoo, I am for real, and you just like keep singing it over and over. That's my favorite one. This but. shows my child's age, but I'm like, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands, stomp your feet. I'm like, oh my god, I'm going crazy with Mother Goose Club. Oh, I know. Ugh. All right, we're figuring it out. We are figuring it out, and as you guys all are figuring it out, um, let us know what you're doing on Instagram. We'll have a post up. I want, we want to hear what you're doing. Um, but let's get into our favorite segment of TGL. It's yay and nay with Wit and K. 
Oh, shit. Okay, so yay and nay. Wait, wait, okay, what's your yay? Should we start yays? Let's yeah, start let's yays. start yays. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so you know it's going to be Bachelor-related. Oh, gosh. But okay. my yay is watching Tyler, Cameron, and Hannah's Instagram, TikTok. Like, I don't know what the F is going on over there, but I'm very happy about it. I wish you guys could see her face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just find him so yummy. And mm, he that was the biggest mistake she's ever made in her whole life. Ever. Talk about real regret. Oh, and I love that the second that Hannah Ann was on like Ellen and Ellen was like, who or the the guy from Will and Grace was like, who would you date? And she was like, Tyler Cameron, the literally the next minute Hannah Brown is like, landing. I know she's like, oh, no, girl can't pass this. I mean, Mm. he is. He's just too yummy and such a good human. Honestly, I'm I'm like really happy about it because I kind of, you know, they deserve each other. She's Same. she's not bad. She's nice, you no, know. She's darling. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I that's a really good nay. And I should have known that <laughs> it was coming my way because I don't know. Everything canceled, diving into people's personal lives, pop culture <laughs> edition is just what I'm having to live off of right now. <laughs> I know. I know. Kristen's oh, gonna di- like literally not know what to do with herself because everything is canceled. I have a second yay real quick. Okay. Did I, you see they're recasting Claire's men mm-hmm. because they casted a big se- section of it. Yeah. They were like 25 year olds. She's 38. They're just turned 39. Ooh. And Chris Harrison just came out and said, we're going to recast her whole season. Yeah. That's, I mean, come on though. Silver that's like, but Give no. Give some guys that she's not going to babysit. Exactly. I can't believe they even let that Same. in through. This Crazy. is going to be an interesting season, you guys. I'm pumped for it. I'm pumped. We're yeah. going to see so many kids, so many like divorcees, mm-hmm. so many old, like, let's get a 45 year old in here. Yeah. Like, let's do it. Let's She's 39. Dilf. Yeah. I'm all about it. Me too. All, all about it. I think we're getting really old, Kristen. <laughs> we're so old. We're like, show me the dills. Like, show me the people that actually want to get married and have a family. I know. Like, I know, right? Those are not the 22-year-olds. No. Who wanted to get married at 22? Not me. Oh, gosh. We were dancing at bars at American Junkie at 22, but let's not even go there. (laughs) R.I.P. American Junkie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This is kind of, um, you know, I think my yay for the week is going to have to be, (sighs) all right, it's going to be this whole thing has made me, I just posted on Facebook, it's made me become like a chopped chef from, <laughs> from, I'm literally like, okay, I have hot dogs and I, I have hot peppers, hot dogs, like all this stuff. What can I make? Gluten-free waffles. Let's go. <laughs> Gluten-free waffle with hot dogs on top, syrup with some peppers in it. Like I am, guys, I've become a effing great chef. Um, I think that is, I would, I'm fully prepared to be on the Food Network right now. Yeah, girl. Let's do it. Yeah. So sign me up. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I know. It was weird last night. We usually order DoorDash on Friday. That's like our treat. You know, we like get takeout. Nope. I was like in the kitchen whipping up pasta sauce for our our spaghetti night. Yeah. Like this is weird. Friday's our spaghetti night now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Thank you. Can't wait to Thank taste you. some of your creations. Yeah. Well, it's going to, once this is gone, it's like we're back to tacos. No tacos right. at the, the place down the street. Anyways. Okay. okay Nay time. Negative. I know. Okay. It's semi-corona related. Okay, that's fine. My hands are so dry. <laughs> How did I know? This is like a pet peeve of yours, I feel like. Oh my gosh. Like, you know when you put your fingers together and you can hear it? Like, yeah. last night I got in bed and I was watching Friends and I aquaphored, just like covered them. And then I used my big, strong lotion. Yeah. And then I did it like every 30 minutes. And mm. I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, they finally look normal again. But then I started washing them again all day and they're just like, they're constantly just like man hands, chapped yeah. man hands. And I have <laughs> two fingernails that have fallen off. Like, if you looked at my hands, you'd be like, what is wrong with you? Something oh wrong my gosh. You. I like, this is my saving grace. I literally got my nails done right before I left. Oh, so, you're so lucky. I know. I know. Well, that's. And I have like three eyelashes on this eye. But you know what? You're just going to give your face that time. You're going to let those lashes grow natural. <laughs> All natural. Adam's going to wake up one morning and be like, who the f are you? <laughs> I know. That's how I feel, too. Hi, honey. <laughs> this is how I look naturally. <laughs> and and oh. my voice changed overnight. So the hormones are kicking in. And I just keep gaining weight. <laughs> it's going to be a rough month. Oh, my God. It's fine. Okay. It's, we're all doing fine. I'm sweating. We're all doing fine. great. Um, the, my name... Okay. You know, I honestly... I think the whole the whole nay for me is the fact I flew to Kansas City and my nurse practitioner thing was canceled because now I have to do it online. And literally this morning I had like my first assessment with my professor, my infant checkoff. And I got a 26 out of 26, but yeah, thank you. But it's still like I wanted to come back and I wanted that to be done. Right. Um, and it literally, here's what kills me. And I'm not going to say what school this is because I – whatever but i feel like they're kind of dumb literally they knew a week out that at least one or two of the students had corona students four in total called out and i was like you wouldn't cancel a couple days beforehand instead of the night before the night before which by the way also nay for at&t you blow asshole because literally i got a call at 10 30 supposedly and from a professor that left a message but that message did not come through on my phone so we went to the school i was the only one in the parking lot it was pouring oh, rain yeah. and by the grace of god there was a like administration person that pulled in i was like it's canceled i did not get that message on my phone till we were literally in the middle of nowhere kansas you guys going wow. to like see my husband's family's land and literally, I was like, oh, I have a message from 1030 last, like, two days ago. I was. That's crazy. It was just a total disaster. So my nay has just been the week, the corona. Then we had to fly yeah. back early. It was like, whoops, sorry. It's a mess. Yeah. <sighs> yes. So anyways, moving on. Negative, sorry. But we hope that <laughs> this can be a little bit positive. We're going to try to put out an episode every week. We're going to do our best because we want to just like keep entertaining, but we can't guarantee it. Us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Today we have on a really cool guest. Mm-hmm. She is originally from Croatia. 
Her name is Carla Tafra. She's a yoga teacher, nutritionist, content creator, social media influencer, and she now lives in Seattle. And basically, she offers yoga classes online, and her whole Instagram is yoga poses. Insane. And it's insane. insane. Yeah. Um, the cool thing is, is she's a certified, I'm not going to know this to- totally correct, but a certified IIN, which means Institute for Integrative Nutrition, health coach, nutritionist. So she'll also help you with diets, creating good things for your allergens, all that stuff. But And breath work. So we talk a lot work. on this episode, which is really good for you guys right now, like mm-hmm. anxiety. We talk about how breath really can help like release our anxiety right now. Yeah. Um, and she like walks us through it. So yeah. yeah, I really like this episode. She's really passionate about it. So if you're a yogi, um, I think you'll you'll really love this episode. And this is just perfect timing for like 30 minutes to like stop, take a deep breath, chill the and listen out. to Carla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we hope you enjoy it and um, let us know how you guys are doing on our Instagram. We always love to hear from you and we always love getting a nice review on iTunes. So drop us one of those. Um, but stay inside, stay healthy, and wash those hands, guys. All right. Well, we're going to jump right in. I'm so curious to know. I feel like every yogi I know had like a yoga awakening. Like when did you find and experience kind of like your love for yoga? So my love for yoga started when I was 13 years old because I was a dancer and um, ballet kills your back, as every ballet dancer will know. And basically, I come from Croatia. So um, my family is very medically oriented. I have a lot of doctors in the family. So every time something would be wrong, they'd be like, okay, let's go and check it. So I saw every specialist for every single thing that ever happened in my life. But basically, I had a lot of back pain. And I knew that it was probably the weird stretching poses that we would do in a class and then in routines. But I thought it was normal. You know, you're growing up, like everybody around you has the same pain. So it's like nothing I have to worry about. And then I went in to see a doctor and he said that I have severe issues with my spine, that I have scoliosis and that I need to do something. And he suggested I go to yoga. And I didn't understand what he was saying because at the time yoga wasn't a thing. Nobody knew what it was. It was 15 years ago. And in Croatia, there was only one studio. Luckily, it was in the capital where I lived. And first of all, I asked him, yoga, isn't that like meditation and breathing? How is that going to help fix my back? I don't understand. (laughs) And then he said, no, actually, you're moving, you're stretching. And I'm like, stretching again? But that's what caused it. (laughs) And he said, no, 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 this is different. And I said, okay, let's try it. And uh, luckily, the guy who opened the studio, uh, he's Dutch. And he moved to Croatia uh, for a while and he missed yoga. So he opened a yoga studio. I mean, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) When I first came into the studio and uh, after the first class, when I realized how symmetrical everything is and how your body stretches with your breath, I just, I fell in love like instantly. So it's not like I had an awakening. I really figured out that I needed this like so crazy uh, because I felt amazing the following day. I woke up for the first time in I don't know how long. And I didn't experience like 
crazy back pains that need you to bring your knees into your chest before you even get out of bed. So yeah, I fell in love when I was 13. <laughs> that's amazing. And that is, that speaks to the effect that yoga can have on your body and oh, just absolutely. the powerful effect that it can have. What have you seen from your side, the effect that it's had on your mind? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, basically, so I've been very active my whole life. I've been a dancer. I started musicals. I did lots of um, music videos, shows, gigs, stuff like that. And I was always somewhere, always running around, uh, always 100% on. And I also studied law. So I was constantly either in my books or in a studio or in between. Like I didn't have time to breathe. And I thought that was normal. You know, the more my day was filled out, the better I felt. Uh, the more I thought uh, I accomplished. And I realized uh, that every couple of months or so, I crash. So whether it's sleeping in without the intention to and not waking up to my alarm or being completely phased out by the time I come home that I don't even know how I came home. Like I walked, but I don't know that I walked. I don't know where I walked. It's like, it was such a scary thing for me. I didn't drive uh, back in Croatia because... I mean, first of all, the economic situation in Croatia is not really good, so not everybody can afford to have a car. Um, and also, everything that I did was very, uh, how would I say that, spread out. So even if I wanted to drive, I would have to like end up in the rush hour and all that, so I just avoided driving, and we had really good uh, public transport. So I would find myself literally in a tram, like a public transport bus, let's say, and I would fall asleep and I'll be like, Oh my God, where are you? Where am I? Where am I? What's happening? So, and that would happen every like three or four months. And I thought, you know, that's fine. It doesn't happen every day. I sleep like four <laughs> hours a night. That's fine. Well, no, it's not. Right. <laughs> and basically yoga helped me calm my mind. It helped me meditate. It helped me find that inner peace, even in like five minutes of the day when I desperately needed it. Um, and, Ever since I realized how important that is, I started to focus on that more than on the fact that I had to multitask because I won't accomplish everything. And I realized that having an hour off means more than working one extra hour in the day. Because mm -hmm. when you're working for yourself, like you work all the time, you know, right. you know how it is. So yeah. we recently talked about the crash on one mm -hmm. of our podcasts. Um, we've both experienced it and have to be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. So again, let's, what has it been like? Cause yoga is such a ritual. Like it's such, mm -hmm. to me, it's just like, it's just something that can become that ritual. So, you know, talk about the importance of having that in your life and doing it consistently every day. So yoga definitely is a type of ritual. But the problem with yoga today, and especially after I moved here, is that I realized that yoga is cool. It's a weight loss routine if it's hot. It's something you go to with your friends and then, I don't know, use that time of the day to go and have lunch with your friends afterwards. It's like... Um, I don't see the commitment and the connection and the energy connection that I feel. 
Mm-hmm. In a lot of people. I won't say everybody, but in a lot of people. And where I came from, the studio where I was taught in, it was a small studio. And my teacher training was a year and a half long. Because we really dived into everything that yoga can be for you. Because it's a tool. Like with everything else, like with journaling, like with meditating, like with basically lying in your bathtub. It's a tool that you can use or not. And if you do use it, why wouldn't you use it the best possible way? Absolutely. So for me, it is a ritual because it makes me present. It brings me into wherever I am at the moment. Even if I'm super tired, like uh, this morning I woke up at 5.15 and I had a class early morning. And when I entered the room, I felt so tired. And I really thought to myself, Carla, why didn't you sleep in today? You needed some rest. And then I realized that I actually didn't. I just had a crappy day yesterday and I just needed to vent to myself. (laughs) But basically, the more I got into myself, the more I realized that I needed that class. Because every, I mean, yoga is yours, right? So you don't have to listen to the teacher. You don't have to be in the pose for 17,000 hours if they keep you there. You can always get down to child's pose. And that is your yoga for that day. You don't have to complete every pose. You don't have to go into every crazy inversion. You just need to breathe. And the more you understand that your breath guides your movement, so your movement starts and finishes with your inhales and with your exhales, that's how you get present with yourself. Because the more you realize your own breath, the more you actually realize your own self. Oh. We don't breathe enough. We don't (laughs) breathe enough. Like, honestly, don't you catch yourself literally holding Mm -hmm. your breath? I do. All the time. Oh, yeah. And again, before we even got on here, I was like, Kristen, we don't, like, we got to talk about breath work because that's what it's all about. Yeah. So, again, what effects does breath work, like, get into the deep goodness, like, that yoga can provide your body? Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. Uh, Your breath is... It guides everything. If you speed it up, you bring your heart rate up, you bring your temperature up, and you bring your adrenaline up. So you're stressed. That can be a good thing if you're running from a lion. It can be a bad thing if you're stressing out over an email. But basically, you can do that to yourself. So if you just sat here now and start hyperventilating on purpose, you're going to bring your heart rate up. So you're basically inducing stress to yourself. Same thing you can do to reverse it. So by going deeper into your breath and trying to elongate your inhales and exhales and actually trying to elongate your exhales more than your inhales, you are signaling your parasympathetic nervous system to start calming your body down and getting you ready to not, you don't have to fall asleep, but just relax. And basically your shoulders drop down. Mm-hmm. which is one of the major signs of relaxation. So yeah. when you when you breathe deeply, not only do you manage to maintain your stress levels and keep them at a normal uh, level, let's call it that, throughout your day, you actually manage to bring the acidity in your blood down. So you're alkalizing your blood and you're keeping your blood sugar normal. So your insulin is not spiking up or down, which is also very important because one of the things that people don't understand is that stress can create that for you. So if you are somebody who does intermittent fasting, let's say, or even ketosis, 
and you wake up in the morning and the first thing you do is you check your phone and you see a bunch of emails that you have to respond to and your cortisol spikes up, that can actually kick you out of the fasting state and they can kick you out of ketosis without even having anything to eat or drink. And people don't get that. They're like, oh yeah, I do intermittent fasting, but then the first thing they do in the morning is they go crazy. (laughs) And that's not good because you're just sending the sugar back into your blood and you're spiking up your blood sugar. And people who are very um, sensitive to that, they can have real issues because Mm. they can just as well have eaten three pancakes. It's the same thing, just no calories. You think about it breathing. And I think about like the most prominent times in my life where breathing has played a huge role. And you think about it, it's labor. It's working out really hard. It's when you get stressed and it's like big moments in your life. And everyone is telling you, just to like maintain your breath and how powerful that breath is and like connecting your body, your mind to that breath when you're working out, when you're in like, and I don't think we give it as much power as it deserves. Oh like, no, we definitely don't because we do it all the time. It's right. very automatic. It's like blinking, right. you know? And you don't think about how much it's affecting these huge things that we're doing and your day to day, obviously. But like, that's amazing. I've never heard that it can do so much to you just by- oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's mind blowing for me. (laughs) You can do so much with your breath. It's crazy. Like, you know, those situations in James Bond movies where he can bring his heart rate so low that they think he's dead Mm. so that they don't kill him. Uh, Well, (laughs) that's to do with your breath. Nothing else. You don't do anything else. You don't literally go in and stop your heart. But you do that with your breath. And there are so many methods of breathing out there. One of them is called the Wim Hof method. I don't know if you heard about it. But it was created by this Dutch guy called Wim Hof, uh, who is one of the, he's called the Iceman as well, because he's able to sit in ice for, I don't know, like five hours and not get cold. Yeah, crazy person. But basically, he developed this technique where you can do that with your breath. And your breath is the only thing that is constant. I mean, yes, your heart is beating, your body is moving, your body is vibrating, whatever, but it's the only thing you can actually control. Right. And it's the only thing that you always have. Right. Because all the other tools, all the other things, like your CBD or this or that, you need to actually have that with you. Your breath is the only thing you have in an airplane, in a car. (laughs) When your kid is screaming, like you have it all the time. So just trying to, you know, tune into it. But that's the hardest part because you get to control it. It's your own. And then it's easy to say, I don't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. I can't control my breath when Mm -hmm. actually it's the only thing you can do. So give me, okay, you're going to help a girl (laughs) out. Okay. (laughs) Last week I had a panic attack because I'm in nurse practitioner school, had a panic attack, right? Tell me in that moment, give me an example of how to slow my breathing down, what I, what I could have done. And maybe our, our listeners can use this when they're getting worked up. So in that moment, in that exact moment, it's a very hard to focus on your breath. Yeah. Because your mind is spiraling and you don't know what's happening. You don't know if you're having a heart attack. You don't know if you're going to faint. You don't know if you should be 
focusing on the sensations in your left hand, if you should be focusing on how fast your heart is beating, if you should be checking your Fitbit and checking is your heart rate a million an hour, yeah, it's a, it's a real thing. And I'm telling you this because two weeks ago I had a similar, I mean, not a similar, I had that exact situation with my husband. He had a panic attack and I was sitting next to him in bed and we were like, uh, okay, do you have any pain? Do you have any pain in your chest? No. Do you have any tingling in your left arm? Any pain? Any numbness? No. I'm like, okay, it's not a heart attack. Now we can think mm-hmm. about how to calm it down. But still, your heart is pumping. You can feel it in your head. It's, it's, it's kind of blinding everything around you. You can't hear. You can't function. You don't even know where you are. And it's, it's really hard to then say, okay, I'm just going to breathe it out. No, it's kind of impossible. So basically what you need to do first is shift the focus from your heart and from that beating sensation in your head to something else, whatever it is for you that brings you peace. So is that beach, uh, smell of the ocean? Is that a song? Is that um, a lyric? Is that a video? If you have your phone next to you, anything that you can shift your focus too. Because the more you start thinking about your breath, the more you're going to start thinking about everything else. Mm -hmm. So basically, when you distract yourself and shift the focus to something else, then you can come back to your breath. Because you need that that break. You need to snap out of it. When you are in Mm -hmm. a panic attack, you are breathing. And you're breathing crazy. You're breathing shallow. And you're like... (laughs) So basically, if you try to go deeper, you can't. Because mm-hmm. so you were so much in your head that you can't do it. I got there. Let's say once I calmed down, how mm-hmm. would you say like to take a minute and pause? Like what type of breathing would you implement after you're so, out of that state? As deep as possible. As deep as possible with your exhales being deeper and longer than your inhales. So if you're inhaling on a count of four, try exhaling on a count of six or eight. And then in between your inhale and exhale, Try to hold your inhales and exhales at the end for at least two counts just to feel that silence and that void. Mm-hmm. And that, that actually triggers your parasympathetic nervous system and that triggers your body to start calming down. And it might take a while. It might not, might not work after like the few breath cycles and that's okay. But that's why I'm saying first you need to distract yourself because mm-hmm. in that state, your body is so hypersensitive and it's so, your every sense is so heightened that you are hearing your own heart beating right. and you cannot think about anything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, good tips. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Next panic so, attack. <laughs> Got it. And now I know these two so I can help you through the next yeah. one. <laughs> so I want to jump back to yoga really quick. So for some people, me being one of them, yoga can feel very intimidating Um, what is a piece of advice for someone who is wanting to add yoga to their daily routine? First of all, why is it intimidating for you? Is it the flexibility? Is it the mobility? What is it? Totally. I am the least flexible person you've ever met. Okay. It's something I feel like I set my work on and I just am not. Um, and so, yeah, I think the whole thing, like you see the, you see people that look like you that are so cute and come in in their stuff and they know what they're doing. And for someone who hasn't, even when I used to do it, I never really felt like I got it. And so I just always kind of feel out of place. Like yoga, I just don't ever feel like it's my place, but I, 
I feel good when I do it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess like what tip do you have for someone like me who wants to add it to their life, but is really intimidated to do so? So first and foremost, um, you need to start thinking about it as something that will enrich your life and not cause you anxiety and misery. Because when you get there and you're like, Oh my God, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You need to get out of your head. That's number one. So basically when you come there, you're using that hour for yourself. You are dedicating that hour to honor your body, to help increase your blood flow, to boost your metabolism, to help speed up your digestion, to uh, release any tension in your body from sitting down all day or from running around or whatever. And the flexibility and the mobility aspect actually is a consequence. It's not a prerequisite and it's not something that you need to have in order to do any of the poses because yoga never stops. Mm -hmm. I've been a dancer since I was three. So I am a very flexible person. I don't know what it's like to not be flexible, (laughs) but I tore my muscle. I tore my hamstring 10 years ago. And I was in a moment where I couldn't do anything with that leg. And it made me realize how important step-by-step is because I never had that before. I, I didn't know what it means to not be able to bend over and like touch my toes. Like, why? What do you mean you can't do it? So you develop uh, patience for yourself and tolerance that translates into a lot of different things in your life. So I would say that people who are not flexible actually have uh, an advantage because they grow, their mental mind grows as much as their physical while they're doing it because they're patient with their bodies. They're patient with not seeing progress after two weeks because two weeks is nothing. So basically, I would say respect where you are today. And always try to work your best. So use your inhales to elongate your body. Use your exhales to go deeper into poses, but never go past your limits because there is no limit. Even today, when I can do whatever I want, I still go deeper. Like Mm -hmm. a great example is downward facing dog. The full expression, let's say, would be your heels are touching the floor. So you're, you're, you're all there. Well, step a little bit back. So your heels are not touching the floor and you, there you have it. You're back in your down dog and you're still working towards something. So you can always stretch a little more, go a little deeper. It's always somewhere to work for. So that's number one. And then number two, you need to find a studio that motivates you, a teacher that motivates you and the energy of their room. Because for somebody who has been doing this for 15 years, I, I've been to a lot of studios. I've been to a lot of teachers And there are places where I wouldn't come back to Mm -hmm. just because I didn't feel good. The teacher wasn't good enough, knowledgeable enough. I felt like he wasn't paying attention to what I was doing. And I don't like that. Even today, Mm -hmm. I like to somebody for somebody to look at my position because maybe that day, I don't know, my hips are weird and I standing and I'm standing weird. And he comes to me and he just shifts my hips a little bit because you don't feel that all the time. Yeah. And if somebody doesn't correct anyone in the class, it's wrong, you know? Right. So we right. find somebody who motivates you, who inspires you, but who also keeps you feeling yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. I like that. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Appreciate where I am now. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Speaking of inspiration, I just have to take a quick second to say your Instagram is such 
yoga inspiration. <laughs> you really guys is. have to check out like all these poses, all the cool places you go. Just like the such outfits. a shout out. Yeah, the outfits. Ugh. Thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> such yoga inspo. Yeah, my Instagram started from a very <laughs> different idea. Let's call it like that. <laughs> my husband and I, we, um, we're both from Croatia. And before we moved here, we lived in Spain. And when we moved to Spain, I know I knew no one. And I didn't understand how I was ever going to find a job, how I wasn't going to find anyone or anything to teach or do. And it's hard because we didn't move to Madrid. We didn't move to Barcelona. We moved to a small town in the south called Malaga. And although it's a beautiful town and I... Oh my God, every day that I don't see the sun here, I'm like, oh, take me back. Um, it's hard because it's a very small community. Nobody speaks English. And although I did speak Spanish and I do speak Spanish, it's it's not easy to just get immersed into a new community. Um, and I, my husband said, you know what? I've seen a lot of people start these yoga Instagrams, poses, whatever. We have a nice weather here. Why don't you just take pictures every day? And I'm like, what? Yeah, why don't you just... <laughs> Put pictures there and then hashtag Spain and hashtag Malaga and hashtag yoga Malaga <laughs> and you'll find people. And basically what happened was, yeah, I it was great, but I actually made it into completely something different. I became yeah. this so-called influencer and I took it upon <laughs> myself to just share yoga, yoga, yoga. And I never awesome. strayed away from it because although I am a nutritionist and a wellness coach, let's call it like that. I do want to keep my Instagram mostly yoga oriented because um, Instagram is still very visual. Right. Whatever we say, it is visual. And a lot of people don't even read the captions. They just see the picture. And I mean, what's the point? You know, mm -hmm. I do try to keep it inspirational and motivational because that's what brings me joy. Yeah, in it. So. definitely love it. It is inspiration for me. I was yeah, it deep is. diving. <laughs> so one thing we focus a lot here on TGL is self-love and self-care. So I want to know, I'm interested in what a day of self-care self looks like for you. So if you asked me this question 10 years ago, I don't know what I would have said. I would have said self-care that doesn't exist. But <laughs> today, um, I try to implement at least something every day because I work for myself and I have my own company and I work from home or wherever. But the thing is, I don't have a fixed office schedule nine to five. So it can be both easy to get some self-care in, but also very hard because you constantly feel like you should be doing something else. And um, for me, it literally sometimes means I look at the weather outside, I see that it's beautiful, I grab my phone, I put on a podcast, and I take a walk in the park. And I take like half an hour or an hour and I just literally walk and I listen to a podcast or a meditation app or whatever, but I just try to get out of my head. Mm -hmm. And it's been working really well for me because it keeps me moving and it also keeps me present of what's happening that day around me. Like I'm looking at the people, I'm looking at the flowers. It's like, it's those little things, you know? Uh, but then of course I like to draw a bath and I like to meditate and I like to journal and I like to color books. I love that. Oh my <laughs> God. Coloring books. Uh, 
I am a stationary person, so <laughs> give me all the possible colors in the world and I'll, uh, I'll be happy. But there's so many things. Like uh, my husband and I, we started going to salsa and bachata dances. And I love that. It's a form of self-care for me because it, everything that keeps my mind relaxed and happy is self-care. It doesn't have to be relaxing and you don't have to be lying down to do it. You right. can do whatever if it makes you happy. Whatever makes you tense. Like, for example, I hate traffic jams. I hate them so much. Then people say, oh, you just listen to a podcast in the car. No. Because I can't focus on that podcast because it's driving right. me insane that people don't know how to drive, especially when it's <laughs> raining. <laughs> so my form of self-care at that moment isn't really possible. I can calm myself down, but I can't call it self-care because right. it's not. Mm -hmm. So for me, self-care is like whatever I can do, getting to bed earlier, uh, sleeping in on a day when I feel like I can get up, you know, mm -hmm. like those mm -hmm. little things. Yeah, there's so much more. I mean, I love that because I feel like self-care is always, I feel like a lot of times you hear it and it's so lavish, but it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be that lavish. Yeah. So It can literally yeah. be, like I said, just like the other day, I was working pro probably since like 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. nonstop. I didn't even look out from my computer. And I said to myself, you know what? This makes no sense. I'm going to take myself out for a coffee. So <laughs> I, I mean, I love coffee. And I have two big uh, coffee machines in my house. I have a Breville and I have an espresso and I love them. But so I don't really go out to drink coffee. But I said, you know what? I don't care. So I walked <laughs> to the furthest cafe so that I can stretch my legs. I took my coffee in peace and I came back home. That was my moment of self-care. That sounds like and magic to me. <laughs> yeah. But it's all it takes sometimes. Yeah. You know? That's it. I love that. All right, on TGL, Kristen and I have been best friends forever. And so we always love to ask our guests, what is the best piece of advice you've ever received from your best friend? Because we've received a lot of good advice from each other. <laughs> so we always love to hear what your best piece of advice is. Hmm. Um, my best friend, um, she lives in Germany right now. She's also from Croatia. And we talk on the phone, like, we uh, thank God for WhatsApp. Because yeah. because of the nine-hour difference with Europe, sometimes it's really hard to have our schedules combined. It's really difficult. But uh, we uh, leave, like, voice memos on WhatsApp all the time. So <laughs> I would say that um, she always believed in everything that I ever did. And she always thinks that everything I do is bigger than I think that it is. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to do this and I have to do that. And she's like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> so basically, I would say that the biggest advice she ever gave me was to be proud of what I'm doing. Because, I mean, people say that all the time. But are you? Are you really proud of everything you're doing, everything you're accomplishing? You know, like... I can beat myself up about everything. Being a freelancer, you know how it is. Like one day is amazing. The other day is like, oh my God, what am I doing? Right. And even on those days, you have to be blessed that you're not sitting in an office and you're not working a nine to five job somewhere where you don't want to even be, you know, and like stuck in a cubicle or whatever. It's like you are here today because of everything you've done so far. So I would say that. Yeah, she she just okay. told me to be proud and just yeah. enjoy when when the moments when the good moments come. Yeah, yeah. Best, best friends yeah. are the best. 
They are the best. What would we do without them? (laughs) Love for you to share with our listeners where they can find you. So spam yourself so all of our listeners can stalk you. Um, Okay. (laughs) So you can find me on my Instagram. Uh, It's at Carla with a K, T A F R A. Uh, You can also find me on my website, www.carlatafra.com. And also uh, my other website that's called incarlaswords.com because I'm a freelance writer as well. Uh, And um, I've been writing for a lot of different publications, a lot of different clients for a long time, but I never actually put it down on a website. So I realized that I have to keep my two things separate because people can't find anything on one website. (laughs) So yeah, basically I have those two websites now and yeah, you can always reach out. Uh, you can find all my content information on my website. You can send me an email, send me a DM on Instagram, whatever. (laughs) We'll make sure we put it all on our website too, so that they can find you as well. So thank you so much girls.